재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 광화문 is going to be a lot more crowded and busy today than on your average Saturday. In just a matter of hours, the Seoul Queer Cultural Festival is going to get underway at City Hall Plaza. This is the 19th year the festival has taken place. It includes exhibit booths, performances, a film festival, and more. A number of embassies from countries like the USA and Australia also set up booths to demonstrate their country's support for equal rights and fair treatment for the LGBTQ community. The event also has its very vocal opponents, expected as usual to be out in large numbers. Opponents are mainly Christian groups who view homosexuality to be immoral. We're going to hear several voices now. Let's go ahead and start just to know the nuts and bolts of today's schedule with the chair of the Seoul Queer Culture Festival Organization Committee, Kang Myung-jin. The 19th Seoul Queer Culture Festival is about sending the message that there are sexual minorities all around us, and that we as a society need to continue to stand up for equality for everyone. The festival kicked off yesterday with an event called Prism of Art, and the parade starts today, and we also have a film festival that runs from the 19th through the 22nd. This event is about enjoying a diverse range of cultural activities and also communicating with each other. So we encourage people to come out to the festival to express their thoughts and their feelings and share their stories with one another. It's all about having a good time. There are around 105 booths set up at the event, so feel free to talk to the people at the booths about any messages or stories that you want to share with them or the public. This festival is not just a place where people can get together and talk to each other, but it's a way to show that sexual minorities exist in society and that our presence should not be overlooked. We're going to continue to stand up for our rights and will also come up with a variety of interesting ways to encourage people to communicate with each other during these festivals. Now we have a very different voice. E. Yona is a pastor and one of the keynote speakers of an opposing stage, which is called Better Than Queer. I should mention that the main theme of today's queer festival is called Queer Round, which is meant to signify the existence of queer people all around Uh, other people in ordinary, everyday life. Better Than Queer is backed by a pro-conversion therapy group. These are people who believe that through religion, through prayer, through meditation, people can cease being gay. And that was his experience according to the way he tells it. Let's hear what he has to say. My mother's dying wish was for me to become straight, and I couldn't stop thinking about what she had said, and turning to religion helped me fulfill her wish. I first realized I was gay when I was in the fifth grade, and even after I became religious, I still knew that I was gay. And when I turned 40, I moved to Japan and met a priest there who helped me and prayed for me and I resolved my issue at the age of 43. My biggest struggle was dealing with the heaviness that I felt in my heart. I yearned so much to live a normal life. It's not like anyone was attacking me, 
but I felt such a deep sense of guilt pressing down on me. I don't want there to be any misunderstanding as to what our group stands for. We are not anti-gay. Rather, we support the ex-gay movement. We don't hate homosexuals, nor are we against them. That's their choice. We just want to show them that there's a better path they can take. That's why our slogan is better than queer, better than LGBT. Our ex-gay festival is separate from the anti-gay religious protests, which are going to be held near Doksugu. Our festival is going to be held in Cheonggyecheon, and we plan to hold an international ex-gay festival sometime next year. And we're joined now by three friends who are going to attend the Pride Festival and who happen to spend a lot of time together because they are drag performers who belong to the House of Extra. They are Jax Carrillo, Carrillo, excuse me, a.k.a. Jaxter the Taco Master, that's her drag name, Eric Shin, a.k.a. Erica Balenciaga, and Louis Saracen, a.k.a. Charlotte Goodenough, all names well-known in the drag community here. Welcome to all of you. Thank you. So you're heading over today. Um, Are you going to head over soon or what's the general plan today? You're going to head over together and are you hanging out there as just sort of your mild mannered alter egos or are you going to go in drag or what? I'm actually going out of drag because I have to manage the booth. Okay. And I sweat too much, so I will get in drag later. So you are going to be in drag at this, uh, Louis and Eric. Are you mm. going to go uh, and perform? Uh, I won't be performing, but I am like working at some booths. I'll be taking pictures with people and doing other people's makeup just for special activities. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be doing the same. I'll be just uh, doing in, going in light drag, something breezy. so I Day don't, drag, yeah. a little bit more breathable. Yeah, more breathable so that I can... Uh, go back home later and touch up for the evening again. Okay, guys, so I want to do a a little game. As we set the mood for today's event, I want to ask you, you know, as performing drag queens, you must have one particular song that sort of is your best song, your favorite, and brings out sort of the tiger in you. So I'm going to ask each of you what your favorite song is, and uh, we'll play it. Let's start with Jackster. What's your favorite cut? Uh, no diggity Black Street. No diggity, no doubt. That's a little old school. Let's hear it. Cool. Photo ops with the drag queens and the chance to meet Jax at the um, the booth that you're manning, which is a sort of an umbrella group of uh, queers and allies. What's its formal name? Uh, LGBTQIA and allies in Korea. Mm. And this is uh, an event that attracts uh, groups. It also attracts the U.S. Embassy will be there. I wonder if there'll be some other embassies there, perhaps some of the British, other... British, like, Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Australian embassy was there last year. I yeah, last remember. year there was about 13 or 14, I think. Yeah, sort of the liberal democracies that have more or less gotten behind this idea of equal rights and so on. So it's more than a party it's not just sort of a festival and a good time uh for individuals what does this uh this mean i mean what is the traditional role of a pride festival or a pride event like this um it's mainly just to show that we are there and that we exist in the community and by joining all together it's something that you can't ignore and we're also showing that we're happy to be who we are it's a lot different than uh, a pride event that's somewhere else like in say uh, chicago or new york uh, it's got to be a lot more dialed down, for example, right? Um, what's the kind of... Have you been to Pride events like this in previous years? 
Do a lot of Koreans show up, is my question? Yes, a lot. Yes. And there's a lot of, like, other booths run by Korean organizations that I didn't hear about till I came to Pride. Yeah, I mean, I've been to New York City Pride three years previously, and I, you know, it's very, everything's free, open, you know, no matter what, and nobody really cares. Um, But definitely here, there's still a lot of sort of political and social, you know, context and issues that they need to be very careful of. So it's very Mm -hmm. important that, you know, people who go to it are still very respectable of, Mm -hmm. you know, where they are and and the issues that are at at hand for, you know, queer Koreans. It's it's an extremely conservative culture. Uh, A year or two ago, they had an exhibit of artworks that were on the Berlin Wall, right? And one of the famous uh, paintings on the Berlin Wall, I believe it was Brezhnev kissing the former premier of East Germany, right? And it was sarcastic, sardonic. It was political uh, editorial cartooning. But uh, that disturbed some folks so much, two men kissing each other in the subway, that they had it taken down. So that's just an indication of the sort of uh, conservative uh, nature of of this thing. Korean uh, members of the queer community, they kind of have to fly under the radar. Would you say that's accurate, Eric? Oh, well, actually, this is going to be my first pride in Seoul. Okay. So I'm not really sure how, you know, everything would look like. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I used to live in Shanghai, obviously things were a lot more dialed down um, and people did have to kind of be under the radar. Yeah. But I feel like Korea is is just miles ahead of that so far. You know, people can come if they're out and, you know, and if they're comfortable with being who they are just in public, but I'm sure that there will be people who are just going to be there um, to see how it is, but also kind of keep a low profile. Sure. Sure. Because I would understand. We heard just a while ago from uh, that uh, completely separate group that's going to offer an alternative to uh, a gay lifestyle. What did you think of that, by the way? You heard that. Personally, I mean, I think it's whether you say you're anti-gay or ex-gay, I wouldn't say there's much of a big difference between them both kind of misunderstanding what being gay is. Mm. And, you know, for us, we we are who we are, and we're not asking to be changed, and we're not mm-hmm. looking to be changed, and we don't want to be changed. We're very happy with our lives, and we're very happy with the way we live our lives, and we feel we live positive and, you know, open lives that help each other. And, you know, we're not doing anything that is taking away from other people or yeah. trying to hurt other people, so... To build on that point of the positivity you mentioned, there are so many queer-oriented entertainment uh, vehicles now, uh, TV shows, things like that, uh, extremely popular outside of the queer community. They are incidentally uh, about gay people, but what they are about more than that is uh, life transformation, right? And it's opening outlets for other queers to be able to do what they dream about. Like, you know, if I want to do, like, drag for a living thanks to drag race that that may be possible i mean in part it builds on the experience of these uh these people who have had to uh, overcome the prejudice in their own lives they've had to deal with extreme uh, self-esteem issues we heard that from the pastor who had the experience with his mother conditions of shame have produced really really bad uh places in the past so they've had to reinvent themselves uh and lewis i think i heard you say earlier create families where they may not have had family members before correct we i mean we kind of our house of extra is is very much a family we work together we help each other we 
do whatever we can to you know support each other and do you fight if you don't fight you're not a family <laughs> uh we have we have our moments <laughs> definitely <laughs> disagree now we met all of you before i in case listeners uh, recognize the voice i sat down with you while you were preparing to go on stage and uh, i think i mainly focused on eric because this is a show about korea after all um and we heard about eric's uh, story with his jehovah's witness parents how is that going by the way eric um i think like after i moved away and i started living in seoul my parents kind of just got more worried about me but i give them like updates regularly and send them pictures like when i went to daegu pride last time i sent the photos to my dad and like my mom started searching about it and she was like asking me questions like how was it were the protesters Mm -hmm. really aggressive and i was just like explaining to her like why we went there Mm -hmm. and how our presence and our work there kind of you know, made an impact in a way of Mm -hmm. how people felt. And also with the regular shows that I do here um, and also like my my life here as like a more free person, I think it makes her more relaxed and at ease. Yeah. Guys, let's take a second and do round two of Drag Queen Favorite Cuts. Eric, what's your favorite performance song? Cut to the Feeling, Carly Rae Jepsen. All right, let's, let's hear it. I don't really know that one, but let's hear it. All right, so you're going to have, uh, it's going to be a colorful parade, a colorful event. I'm wondering, you know, if you know that the support network, network is there, I think younger uh, Koreans, for example, might uh, be less hesitant, might be less closeted for uh, a certain amount of time. I don't know. Uh, in your case, Eric, I don't know, is this too personal? Was Oh, no, like when I was younger, like I had no idea that pride existed in korea and even though it was happening like obviously i would never be able to go there because my parents would outright you know Mm -hmm. ban me from leaving the house yeah but um seeing you know like how last year and like the previous year there were like parents of um lgbt children who would come and like embrace them and make sure that it's okay Mm -hmm. for a younger audience to come and like just enjoy the parade yeah i hope that that is also happening this year and yeah. that more younger um, people come and yeah. enjoy the festival without having to worry about opposition from their household. I think we can probably stress again that it's in Seoul. It's a relatively tame event. All right. Last but not least, Lewis, what is your favorite uh, drag performance song? Firework, Katy Perry. Firework. We all know it from the interview from Katy Perry. You get the closing song today, Lewis. That's what we're going to go out on. Jackster, Erica... And Charlotte Goodenough, those are their drag names. They're just going to be themselves at the Pride Parade today. Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us.